This podcast is part of the Product League Club at the UT Dallas. Become a member of the Product League now. Visit www.theproductleague.com for more information. Hi everyone. Today we're going to discuss the seven dark sides of being a product manager. Okay, okay, okay. Not that dark. Let me redo it once again. Hello everyone, today we're going to discuss the 7 dark sides of becoming a product manager. I'm your host, Visar, and I'm excited to have you join us today for another episode filled with valuable insights and discussions. As aspiring product managers, we often strive for success and envision the positive aspects of future roles. However, it is equally important to acknowledge that no role comes without its challenges. Understanding the dark sides before embarking on our journey can help us prepare and navigate the complexities that lie ahead. In today's episode, we will shed light on the dark sides of becoming a product manager. Inspired by an insightful article titled The 7 Dark Sides of Becoming a Product Manager, written by Lena Sosardich, a respected product manager, content creator, and speaker, we will explore the hidden obstacles and complexities that accompany this role. And this episode is special because I'll be joined not only by one, but by two reputable product managers. A lead product manager from AT&T and a product manager from Indeed will join me to discuss seven potential dark sides of being a product manager. Both come from different industries, so I thought I should get their perspective about challenges of being a product manager. That is why this episode comes in two parts. Part one with Tiffany from AT&T and part two with Alexis from Indeed. But before I move to my first guest, I'm very, very excited to announce that the Product League Club is having its first virtual event called A Window to Product Management, happening this Saturday on July 16th. Radhika will tell us more. Hey, product enthusiasts. I'm Radhika, the event officer for the Product League at UT Dallas, and I'm all excited to host our club's first ever event, a fireside chat with two product managers from Boeing and Salesforce. This is your chance to learn from the best in the industry and get a behind-the-scenes look at product management. Register now and come and join me virtually on the 16th of July at 11 a.m. Stay tuned into our social media for more updates on the event. To register for the event, visit our website www.theproductleague.com. first guest on this first part of the episode used to be my professor at the professional development class here at UT Dallas. I learned a lot from her on how to market myself as a product manager, how to prepare for internships and job placement interviews, and how to utilize professional networking here in the US. Today, I was very excited to learn from her very own experience as a lead product manager at AT&T. Hi, my name is Tiffany Chen. I am a lead product manager here at AT AT&T in Dallas, Texas. I'll be reading seven statements that are supposed to be dark sides of being a product manager. Tiffany, from her own experience, will validate them whether they're true or untrue. Dark side number one, the responsibilities and boundaries of the product manager role are often unclear. <laughs> true. That will be a true. Okay, true. Well, you know, it's very interesting, right? Because as a product manager, you do have to do a lot of collaborations with different stakeholders. And as it's a move, as a very fast moving piece 
there's times where and clarity comes into play. So being able to really clearly ensure your role along with the folks that you work with, there's a clear delineation of what you do versus what they do. Otherwise, those roles will be really unclear. And um, usually, you know, honestly, as a new product manager, I would just say is, hey, go and get to network with your peers, collaborate and be like, hey, what do you do? What role? What do you assume your role is? And then that's where you can start defining what your role is. So that way you're not overlapping with one another. And uh, just to, to follow up on this, every company has a different approach to product management, right? So that's why yeah. it's important to ask, what is product management within your company? Yeah. Okay, let's go to dark side number two. Your sure. days are often filled with meetings, leaving you little to no focus time. That is true. Tell us more. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. That is um, because as a product manager, when you have a new idea, you have to do you have to wear different hats. You have to pitch your idea to leadership. You have to pitch your idea to different business unit. Right. So that adds time. So being able to sell your idea, convince the other business units, provide feedback, compliance, finance, tech dev, those take time. Hmm. And. And, you know, when you start thinking about it, um, one hour meeting per function, that's not quite a few time in your week. Right. And and I think, too, it's just, you know, and then also making sure everyone's aligned to the overall end goal. So have you, after you start um, having multiple meetings and having several strategy and also just meetings of your own core team, you start, you know, by, by the time you look up, you're like, wow, it's already like almost end of day. <laughs> so typically, you know, as a product manager, really being able to figure out how how to streamline the meetings as much as you can, but at the same time, there's sometimes you need smaller working sessions to be able to get your product go faster because you can own the product, but you have to rely on others to get it to the finish line at the same time. So that's where the meetings come a little bit more mm. um, in depth. So that is definitely a true on that. So part. how do how how do you get focus time? So do you try to? I mean, hopefully yeah. not for product management. Do you have to work overtime to get focus time on yourself? <laughs> Sometimes you do. And, and, you know, my prior to at and my background is operations. I really feel like operations and product management really are very similar. You finish till the job's done, right? Like mm -hmm. sometimes you have to be flexible. Sometimes you have to maybe wake up a little earlier just to get the stuff done, right? Because people are relying on your stuff. So that way they can work on theirs. So mm -hmm. I think flexibility is key. It's not a typical nine to five job. I have never seen any of my peers do that. Um, and then sometimes it might be shorter days, some days it'd be longer, right? So it goes up and flow. Um, and then, you know, when you talk about focus time, one of the biggest thing is if you, you know, prioritize yourself, put in a spreadsheet, MS team planner, and, you know, be like, hey, did they, you know, every night be like, making sure is this what I need to do? And making sure you block some focus time on your calendar, because when the moment people see your calendar and it's open, they will abuse it. They will schedule as much time as they need. So always make sure you have some focus time for yourself. Otherwise, the day does get carried away. Hmm, that's interesting. Um, and let's go to the dark side number three. And before I ask you, I, I will definitely confirm that that's true because I used to work in sales and you know what I'm talking about. So dark side number three. Everything always takes longer than you think, especially software development. <laughs> yes, that is true. <laughs> you agree. <laughs> how does it work and how do you deal with the pressures of 
trying to finish a product and the software development is taking longer than expected. Yeah. Well, I think also too, right? Like, especially um, in any company and as a company, you know, like mine, you, you know, there's also different priorities. Everyone's trying to use the same resource. So as leaders, you have to understand what is going to be the biggest impact and what should my, my tech dev team what should they be focusing on? What is their priorities, right? So I think ultimately all leaders want, want, want to embrace all the ideas that product manager has, but at the same time, you don't have as much resources as you would like. So that's where being able to collaborate with your tech dev, understanding what are things that maybe we can do now that maybe be easier to develop. And maybe later down the road, we can, you know, do it in phase two or three. Mm -hmm. Okay, let's go yeah. to dark side four. You have an enormous amount of responsibility without any direct authority. That is true. That yeah. is true. That is true, right? So mm -hmm. you don't have authority to people. You're not the boss, quote unquote. Uh, so they're not like reporting to you or something like that. But it's more like a collaborative environment. But how do you find how hard it is to be collaborative and to build relationships? Uh, without having direct authority, but you have to win authority somehow, right? So how mm -hmm. do you do that? How do you manage that? How do you get people in your team and as a product manager to actually listen to you? Yeah, I think number one is being able to build that relationship. That is mm -hmm. so important over anything. Okay. Right? Before you work with anyone on that team, figure out what are things that they expect from you and what are things that you expect out of them. So that way you have a indirect agreement, right? And that way you can work better because not everyone's a cookie cutter leader. Mm -hmm. So you got to understand how that person gets motivated and what is their best work style. You as a product manager have to be flexible. And that's just how you're going to get your product completed is if you're able to work and effectively communicate with other the clear objectives and goals every week. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. I mean, that's that's your perspective. And uh, I also agree with that. Uh, dark side number five, you're often at the mercy of the tone at the top. And I need, first of all, to, uh, clarify what does a tone at the top mean? So basically, although you might be a, as an individual product manager, you might be really good. You still depend on a VP or someone at a higher level who uh, can tell you, hey, forget about this vision, we're going to the next one. <laughs> so it is out of your control, right? So although you might be the best True. performer, still like there's someone above you that cuts it and changes the direction, right? So you're always True. dependent. Yeah. So how do you manage that? And I mean, first of all, yeah, you're often at the mercy of the tone of the top. True. Do you agree? Absolutely. True. Yes. Very true. Is that frustrating? Absolutely. It's so frustrating. <laughs> Right. I think as human nature, you don't like change, right? When you work so hard, you spend countless hours and then all of a sudden you change. And that's where when you're a product manager, you really have to be adaptable to change. Hmm. That is one thing. Um, and you have to be patient. And also, if there's a fire drill or something you need to do, you, you have to quickly pivot. And does it, does this, for, I mean, in a way, does it make you feel like incompetent as a product manager? Like you're really building upon a vision and you're uh, providing that vision to the team and everything is working and then boom, something changes. Does it ever make you like feel unmotivated as a product manager? Oh, or yeah. how? Absolutely. Okay. So but how, how I, do you deal with that? Like, yeah. how can you deal with that? I mean, yeah, maybe accepting the change. Is it ever a time when you 
like say no this is it we we're not supposed to do this or do you just accept uh the tone of the top <laughs> i know i i think it, it's a little challenging right sometimes you have to if a leadership wants this and that's a pivot it really understand the whys behind it mm-hmm. if it's a why that you've if i feel it's a very strong where i'm indifferent 50 50 it can go either way I'll, I'll pivot and, you know, understand what leadership wants. Now, if it's something that is really ridiculous and it doesn't add any value, then that's where I'll make suggestions and recommendations and, you know, be able to leverage data and customer pain points as a reasoning of why I think this my idea, this pivot or strategy may not be the best idea. Mm-hmm. Um, because you as a product manager should be the most knowledgeable in right. your product that you are trying or that vision you're trying to deliver. So it's always great to have open feedback and be, you know, be responsive to what others think, but also understand what is the overall main objective that you're trying to achieve with your product. And if it doesn't mm-hmm. do that from what leadership wants to share with you, then I think, you know, be open to change, but also figure out why. So to that, it's really you know, it, it gets frustrating, but also understand from an objective view, like why was that act? What, why, what, why did that change? And what was the reasoning behind it? Okay, dark side number six. You likely won't get to talk to customers as much as you want or expect to. Uh, I mean, it all depends from the products that you work, but generally, what do you think about this statement? True. Okay, would you like to speak more with customers or how is your experience from that regard? Well, I think what I mean by, you know, maybe speaking to customers all the time, we don't have that that capacity to be able to do that. Now, I said that when I first started, um, we were able to leverage third partiers to do research and be able to survey um, customers. And we got to like be behind the scenes and listen in and to hear ideas. So that was really cool. That market research piece, we were Mm -hmm. able to collaborate with that. That was really cool. That was the closest thing that I was able to do with speaking to the customers. Besides that, ideally, you know, as much as I want to, really I leverage my customer insights team to be able to help me gauge what the customers want and be able to have that data to be able to support the product I'm trying to build. Yeah. And that adds another layer of like a person, for example, when I used to work in sales, I used to talk with customers all the time. I would tell the product team, like, this is what customers are saying. But still, that adds another layer of communication and some important points might get lost. So do you ever do you ever have have that, uh, like, say, inclination to say, damn, I wish I spoke with a customer. I want to know what they say to me. I don't want to maybe go across different teams to, to get access mm-hmm. to that information. Or have Absolutely. you ever spoken with customers? I don't know if you've ever done that. You know, unfortunately, in my world right now, I have not gotten the chance to do that. Mm-hmm. Okay, dark side number seven, the last but not the least. Uh, it can be a lonely and thankless job without nearly enough support. <laughs> this is a bit sad. <laughs> oh goodness. <laughs> <Think> um, carefully. <laughs> goodness. Um, well, I would say it is half true. Okay. Um, 
because you are always surrounded by a group of people you work with. So it's not necessarily you're alone or anything because you always kind of like misery loves company. So you'll, you'll suffer together or you'll be happy together. So Mm -hmm. I think it just really just depends on where your product is at what point in time. And that's where you, it gets a little challenging at times, but then also it gets really good. And so I, I don't ever feel like, I'm alone in this in this in this role because I'm always surrounded by my my team. Is it thankless? And define thankless. And there's a quote actually: the role of a PM is to redirect praise to the people who deserve it and absorb blame. <laughs> oh, I like that's a very interesting quote. Right. And so I I yeah awesome. do I do agree with you. Is this if something goes wrong? It's you. Your name's on there. Your name's on there. Um, but then, you know, if you know, but and then during this time, I caught myself that I'm always like, you know, praising others. Oh my gosh, you know, thank you for helping me. Thank you for helping me. But I can see something happen where once uh, I launch this product and if it starts going not so well, they, you know, I can see them going, well, <laughs> that's product, right? That's probably like, whoa, what happened? So I, you know, I, you know, I would say get back with me after I launch this product and I'll let you know. So I'm going to say 50-50, but I can okay. also foresee. I can foresee that happening and that it's, um, you know, it's, 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 I'm going to say I agree with you, but I have not witnessed it yet. Yeah, I mean, and it's a little extreme to say thankless, but maybe yeah. you have that minute of saying, nobody i'm taking the blame and nobody's giving me praise or something like maybe as a product manager and of course i'm speaking at a broad concept of product management not just like you as a lead product manager at AT at&t okay so these were the seven dark sides but i don't want to make this podcast depressing right so let's finish this with the brightest side of being a product (laughs) manager what is the best thing that could knock all of these dark sides out that makes you feel accomplished at the end of the day as a product manager I really feel like with a product manager, if you are someone who is wanting to drive change, love being organized, love being able to collaborate and be able to be innovative and creative, this is a role for you. I would say out of all the roles I've been in and also just even getting an MBA, um, I realized that this role is very challenging and it's very rewarding because you can see progress from the moment you started day one and all the work that you're doing is impacting to the bottom line so i would say is if you're interested in being direct impact want to have something that's on billboards or just even just a small flyer somewhere and you know this is a role for you and it's very rewarding see i told you it's really not that bad But hey, every career has its own problems and product management is no different. But stay in there. Don't move just yet because Alexis from Indeed is going to share a totally new perspective. That is because Alexis works at a different industry. Here is a sneak peek. Alexis, dark side number six. You likely won't get to talk to customers as much as you want or expect to. This this is a thousand percent true. A thousand percent, a thousand thousand percent. (laughs) When I read this, I immediately thought of so many times that I wanted to go (laughs) talk to customers and it just wasn't a possibility. 
Thank you for listening to the Product Lead Podcast. See you at the second part of the seven dark sides of being a product manager.